Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. We have a great interview today. I'm so excited. I know. I'm I'm actually really excited because you've been talking about Jen for a while and all the great work you got to do with her. Yes. We are so excited to welcome Jen Obermeyer today. She is a professional organizer who started Pro Organizer Studio, where she shares best practices on the business side of running a professional organizing business. Jen has been a personal mentor of mine and has so much experience working with clients and getting things done in her own life. We are so excited to talk with her. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Welcome to A to B. Thank you so much. It is so exciting to interview you, even though I've known you for a while now. Jen's company, Pro Organizer Studio, is like a one-stop shop for professional organizers to grow their business. But before you started helping other professional organizers, you yourself were an organizer. So I'd love to hear how you got started as an organizer. Ooh, okay. I'll try to tell you the short version. Almost four years ago, I had gone through a divorce. I had two young children and I really, really, really wanted to figure out a career path. It came into my awareness that being a professional organizer was a thing. And that, for just some reason, it just got me excited because I feel like it hit like all those points on my list, like what I wanted. So really, first and foremost, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I really wanted to have control over my business and how I spent my time. Obviously, being able to work with like awesome clients, like I loved that aspect, you know, be able to make a lot of positive change working one-on-one with someone, just everything about it. I just loved it. And really, I did the thing that I tell people not to do now that I'm coaching and teaching other people my business model, but I essentially started researching how to create the business, made a website and quit my job. (laughs) Wow. You were all in. Yeah. You know, I I always say like, obviously going back, I might've made a few different decisions as far as, you know, how I went about that. But what I appreciate about having that experience was that I didn't really give myself a lot of leeway for being nervous about doing things. It was sort of like, I'm out on a limb and this is what I said I wanted to do. So, (laughs) you know, on a day-to-day basis, it was like, I really had to like get out there. I had to meet people. I couldn't be shy about it. It was just like, this is my business and this is what I'm doing. When I started Pro Organizer Studio, which is now a whole separate company, and it's really just, it's a business and design resource for people who have a professional organizing business. My number one message when I started talking online about my business experience and the business model I was using, you don't have to do this as a full-time business for it to be an amazing career to have. Like it could just be a side hustle. Because again, like I said, I I wasn't going to go tell people, hey, you should just quit your job and jump into this whole entrepreneur world because that's difficult. But you can start slow. You could start building up clientele on the weekends or even just keep it as a side business because it's an amazing way to make money. It really makes an impact in people's lives, which again, I'm just like, I have such a passion about that. I know there's a lot of moms who are looking for a part-time way to bring in some money for their families or for themselves. It's just like, hey, this is a real life-changing way to help people. I love that you have this criteria, these things that you knew you did well, these things you enjoyed. You know, being a professional organizer, I think sometimes people, the first question is like, what kind of training did you have to get for that? Or what does that mean? Or what is, and it's been great to just see how all of these different aspects of things that you love to do or things that you're good at feed into when you work with the different clients. Definitely. 
I was attracted to the fact that there's not a lot of overhead in terms of education that you have to have in order to start making money and start getting clients. That's definitely a big plus. There are certification programs and stuff, but I think so much of it, at least Autumn, I think you've told me that you learn so much on the job, you know, (laughs) just like being in the client's homes and digging in, right? Uh Uh-huh. And working with you, Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We were college roommates and Autumn was much... How do we say? She was much gentler with my stuff. She was much more. When we were new friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was much more tolerant. Um, you talked a little bit about your transition from being a professional organizer to supporting organizers on the business side. I just think that's amazing. This pro organizer studio, you're taking all the things that you know as an organizer, as an entrepreneur, and you're really supporting people in saying like, you can do this. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a full-time job, but here are tools and resources to take what you love and to take what you know, but to actually turn that into a business. Yes. So I remember very clearly, and because I know that I must not be the only one like this, right? (laughs) If somebody wants to become a professional organizer, like if you have that skill set, you have that interest and you have that drive, you are likely to be like me where you also you want to do everything the right way. You have that perfectionism tendency inside you. I remember very clearly being that person who's, you know, starting to research, like how to, you know, what is it that you have to do to start this business? Like, what are the requirements? You know, you start to do research and you see that there are certification programs, but you don't have to be certified. But then you kind of feel like, oh, maybe I should be certified. And then you find out you can't even get certified until after you've been doing it for a certain amount of time. It's so confusing and overwhelming, especially that person with like the perfectionist heart. And it's almost sad and a little bit ironic, not just a little bit, that when you first start researching about the profession, you get kind of hit with like this cluttered, you know, amount of information that's Mm, really, it doesn't seem like it was designed to simplify the process. It was really only a few years after I had, you know, gone through that process, I would look out at the resources that were out there. And I thought there still isn't something that just like breaks it down. Like this is so much easier than they make it seem like it has to be. Because in order to get started, you just have to, you know, put yourself out there and learn kind of how to sell your service and how to make those connections with clients. Because those are the things that keep you in business long enough to even get certified, right? So it's kind of like this this cycle and I like really wanted to be the person who kind of just said some things that I felt like needed to to be said. This is an amazing industry to be in. Don't get overwhelmed by all the information out there. There's only a few things that you kind of need to get up and running with your first few clients and you can always improve it later. You know, for that person who feels like they have to launch a business like right out of the gate and everything is just perfect. It's like you could spend thousands of dollars before you ever even have a client doing all that stuff. Right. The driving force that that moved me forward with creating Pro Organizer Studio and creating a, um, a teach a course about my business model called Inspired Organizer. But when I first started, I got a lot of emails about people who said, thank you for finally making me feel like this is doable. It's been a dream for 10 or 20 years. You know, they find me on YouTube where they find the Pro Organizer Studio blog. And they're saying like, hey, like you just broke this down in a way that nobody else ever has for me. So, I mean, it still is exciting to be able to reach people in that way um, and help them move forward on something because I definitely, because I've had this experience, 
having your own business and the high of like doing your own thing and making your own money and, you know, making people happy and like really making change in their life. Like the confidence that comes from that is a game changer. And I really wanted other moms or other women in general. I mean, that's mainly who I'm talking to, to really having the experience of owning your own thing and seeing, you know, your idea kind of come to life. It really does like just gives you a happy feeling. It sparks joy, well, right, Adam? Yeah, I can totally agree with you, Jen, because, I mean, I was organizing for a few years before I found you, but I was kind of wandering around, guilty of over-researching everything and taking way too long on everything. Right. What I love about you is that you organize it for the organizers. So you put it all in a straight path of this is what you do. Don't get sidetracked by this. Don't get sidetracked by this. Focus on what's going to actually move you forward. So this is really relatable to anything is taking that advice from the experts who have done it, who can help you stay on track and focused. It was something that I I wanted to be like the resource that I wish that I would have had Mm -hmm, at that point in time. So it's grown now to be much more than just me. I have a team of women all over the country who specialize in certain areas of organizing businesses and also helping professional organizers with their websites and branding and marketing certain specific topics that they are so, so good at. And then other women who just help support behind the scenes. So honestly, it's a dream come true. What I'm kind of hearing you say, and I feel like this, I've seen this with Autumn over the years, you're validating their like, yes, you can do this, or yes, you are able Mm -hmm. to do this. And I feel like I've seen that with you, Autumn, grow from this like, well, yeah, I have a couple clients that I organize. Like, no, you're an organizer. You do it, you know? Well, thank you for saying that because when I work with my clients, the thing that I love most is, like you said, the permission of like letting them get rid of stuff. I mean, that's like what I feel like 90% of it, it really is anyway, because we just need to like let go rather than bring more in. And so if even the idea that I have kind of helped people like declutter their business mind or their even just their dreams a little bit so that they can move forward, like that makes me really happy. Um, You know, saying to people, you don't need this and you're too bogged down on this thing, but like you can do this as a business, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's okay to put yourself out there. I think those are some of the messages that I like repeating over and over again, because it definitely gives people that yes moment. There are messages that's worth repeating, but I don't want to discount people who feel like they do really need training to become a professional organizer. Because I know particularly for people who work with clients who hoard, Mm -hmm. it's a mental health resources that you're providing. As you're working with clients and you find yourself drawn to a certain type, maybe you are drawn to helping people on the mental illness side. Those specific areas need more training and specialization. But if you're just speaking to someone who's busy and they need that extra support to get rid of clutter, the Jen's class is really geared towards... Yes. One of my other messages that has really resonated with people is that there is a whole set of people out there who are not hoarders and who are not going to identify with the type of organizer who comes in and coaches you with skills on how to you know, deal with the mental side. There is a whole set of people out there who honestly just want you to come do it for them. And that is the set of people that I really feel like is most accessible for newbies that once they realize you don't have to have certain certifications or training to work with those type of clients, but you can get your foot in the door. Like Autumn said, start to figure out like more of what you want maybe your specialty to be, or if you do want to dig in deeper with like those tougher cases. 
So you've been able to grow Pro Organizer Studio and also have all these other things that are in the works that we don't even know about, plus your two kids. So what is your recommendation for people who just feel like they're pulled in different directions and how they can figure out what they need to work on to keep moving forward? I do have certain strategies for coping with being like this, but one of my downfalls is that I have so many ideas, Autumn, that I really do need people to come along and say, some of these are good, some of these are just okay, and some of these are maybe never pile. Like, they're not bad for somebody else, but like, you cannot do all this. So my balance of businesses and personal life has definitely changed over the last few years. But I do always seem to have just a little bit too much on my plate because I want to do it all. Like I want to grow Pro Organizer Studio. I'm always asking myself, like, where does my own organizing business still land in all of this? And then, of course, the question about balancing with kids and now family life. It just got remarried last fall. So definitely. Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Definitely like my single mom, multiple side hustle business mode has definitely changed. And I would say um, that's certainly a positive change because I don't think you can quite exist the way that I did like forever without burning out. And, And I'm really talking to those people who have that side hustle mentality where it's like they really, they have such a burning passion to make something happen that they're willing to spend their free time on their weekends and what would otherwise be personal time working on their business. And I definitely relate because that's how I am. I get obsessed about something. However, you know, I moved into, you know, a new home. I've kind of had to rebalance out like my schedule and my time with, you know, what's realistic. And also going back to just the idea of time management that Autumn asked about, you know, spend some time doing things with my kids that I didn't necessarily always make time to do as a single mom. You cannot do it all. Like I spent a lot of time this doesn't make me embarrassed to admit it at all, but sometimes on our weekends, all three of us would be sitting on the couch together and they would have their iPad and I would have like my phone or I'd be on the computer and we're all just doing our thing. Like that was just part of like what the balance of like my life was at that time. And now it's more like we're sitting together and, you know, reading and doing a lot of those like, you know, really wholesome activities that you just can't quite do it all as a single mom. And a lot of times people ask me about, time management as a single parent and, you know, balancing a day job and a side hustle. And my biggest piece of advice is, you know, letting things be just good enough and knowing that like, there's always going to be a time in the future where you can renegotiate that balance. For example, now I have kind of reached a point where I can renegotiate that balance because I don't need to, even though I'm sometimes still tempted to work until two in the morning. Um, Like I don't have to do that anymore. So it's like, okay, I can take a little bit more of a balanced approach on the time that I spend with my kids. And of course, like cooking meals that take longer than five minutes. But you know, if you're in a period of your life right now, this is to anybody who's thinking about, I mean, if you've just launched a business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But and this is whether you're married and have kids or not, like you are making extra time to do something when you're in that side hustle mode, you sort of like need to like let as much of your life go a little bit on autopilot as possible just while you're busy focusing on, it's almost like having a new baby. Like if you have a new business, you've really got to put so much energy just to get the momentum going. And then you can always come back and be like, okay, I'm not just doing the bare minimum at my day job. You know, I'm now kind of like picking up the pace again to where I can have everything be a little bit more you know, balanced for real life. I hope that that answer makes sense. Yeah. That you stay focused on one thing and really remembering that it's just for a season, not forever. 
Exactly. That is exactly how I feel. I think what you said about the good enough, that goes back to that permission piece of giving yourself permission to like, let this be good enough for now. And I think Autumn and I have had lots of conversations about that, about when people want to get a space organized. And like, especially if they're seeing this picture on Pinterest, or they're seeing this image of what this space could be. And you've really helped me on them say like, hey, how can we make it functional? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be magazine perfect, but that goes beyond just organizing a space. It also goes to like buying pre-cut carrots to, you know, is okay. Oh yes. You know, like I bought pre-diced onions. It's like, no, that's okay. And Autumn will point out, you've made this image in your mind where you have to like slice the onion and do this. And you're like trying to watch a video on YouTube of how to properly slice an onion buy the pre-sliced onions. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) I could not agree with you more. I truly believe that this inner battle with perfectionism is something that not only we as professional organizers are struggling with in our business, but like even our clients are doing that. It just manifests itself in different ways where they're stuck on certain things like you're talking about, Bethany. But a saying that I came up with for myself that I think to myself often is, Feeling like you aren't enough is the real clutter. Ooh, wait. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I really like it too. And I really feel like it's like that's the root cause. It's the root cause with the organizers that I work with, like in their business. And it seems like it's the root cause with the people that I've worked with in their home. So feeling like you aren't enough is the real clutter. And so in your business, it manifests itself as putting way too much on your schedule because you have to do everything, watching the YouTube videos about cutting the onions because you think that you have to do it that way. And I mean, at the end of the day, nobody has time for all of that. I mean, you know, like you have to draw that line somewhere where you say, I did enough. I did enough. I did good enough. And it's not exactly a motivational mantra, but it's almost like some days we need time to like cut off the motivation and just let what we did be good enough already. Like I always tell people, you can always improve it in the future, but it's good enough for today. That resonates with me so much. I'm thinking about our conversation, even about getting rid of my books. I'm talking about I'm not wanting to get rid of my books, not wanting to. I was like, well, what are you, what are you afraid of? And it's like this fear that I'm going to miss out on something if I haven't read the book or fear that what if I want that book again, or I didn't read it. And so that's, I but I bought that book because I wanted to read it, but I didn't. So if I let it go, it's all these stories, right? Yes. But what's at the cause of it is like, <laughs> feeling that you're not enough or like that. You're like, no. Oh, that's huge. Oh, I'm so into that mental clutter because I feel like it's almost like unclogging like where it all starts rather than just dealing with, you know, your house. Like I love dealing with my house. I love dealing with other people's houses. But I think that there is something like deeper internally that if you find some balance there, that it really helps it just smooths things out on the outside, you know? Yeah. When it comes to my organizing clients, I care so much more about letting stuff go than like making a space look like Pinterest perfect, which is so funny to me because a lot of my students are really good at like the, you know, making it look like a designer did it part. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I admire that. But in my own What I feel comfortable with, like when I'm in that, you know, client relationship role is more focusing on you have all this stuff in your house and every single thing represents something to you. 
and I had to teach myself how to do this for myself. Um, because uh, again, I have the kind of brain that just goes way too fast all the time that I can just, I can feel my stuff or it's like, it's talking to me. It's like, you should be doing this or you forgot about this thing. And it's like, if I don't get rid of it, it's like just this constant input It's overstimulation to me. Like this is how I process it. So that's why I have to like get rid of like lots and lots of things. Something that I am constantly reminded of is that you're never done being organized, right? You create these systems and like you said, sometimes you're going to have something that that's good enough for now and maybe you come back and tweak it, but it evolves. And so what I'm curious about, especially with all of these moving parts in your life that you've been talking about with your business and your new home, what's something that you do daily that helps you stay organized? Or how do you kind of approach that idea that like you look around like everything in my whole <laughs> world is organized at this second, nothing move, you know? What right. do you do? Right. Well, okay. When it comes to daily, there are areas of my life and I'm talking about now, <laughs> not over the past few years, but there's definitely areas of my life in my house that I know that I have a hundred percent control over. Ooh. If I don't start with those, then I start feeling like I need to be controlling other people's spaces that while I may have some influence are not really totally 100% my business. Oh, that's huge. Obviously, those are my children and my husband. So, you know, I have little routines that I feel like I need to start with those first before I start putting my nose anywhere else. And for me personally, I feel like if I can take care of my own stuff, then I don't really feel the need to control everybody else's space because I have that personal sense of calm. I mean, it's little things, my area of the closet, my part of the bathroom, um, my own office desk. And then when it comes to like, I mean, when you're asking like really specifically daily, I have to, for me personally, because my own productivity method involves writing things down on paper because I always have to get it out of my head really fast and written down, but I still really like to have everything like digital. So I spend probably more time than is necessary, but it's necessary for me transferring written notes into like, I use a sauna for like a kind of a whole life project management system. <laughs> I mean, I, I really truly do. I have all of my business stuff in there and all of my personal stuff in there because I like to have it all in one place. So whether I'm thinking of something I need to buy at the store or something that needs to be done in my business, because you know how it is. Like you write notes and the list get combined. I mean, you can't separate all that out. So I kind of let myself have that kind of crazy chaotic, just like it's a list of everything. And then I spend time going back into either Asana or like my Google calendar where I really like want it to live and I put it back in there. So when it comes to like a daily organizational practice, for me, it is doing that because otherwise I end up with a lot of papers <laughs> and I'm not all about that sticky note life. Like I can't, like it's too much. It's too much paper. My handwriting is crazy because I'm that kind of person who's in a hurry about everything. So it's just scrawled on paper and I can read it, but I don't want that chaotic energy around me. I'd really like it to be like calm. And then I can go back through and think, you know, is this something really worth putting on the to-do list or did it just feel like an urgency in that moment? And Ooh. I can kind of reprocess it then. So I call that like in my head, I call that sort of like processing my inbox and my inbox can be not just my email, but it's my written papers. It's my mail. It's, you know, the little things that are, especially during the school year with kids 
all the freaking notes that get sent home about things I need to do. And uh, like all of that is kind of like my daily, like hot pile that if I don't deal with that daily, it's that's when I start screaming about how I need an assistant when my husband's really like, you're fine. You just need to do what (laughs) is on your to-do list. You know what I mean? So really that's it for me is knowing what is a hundred percent of my control and minding my own business when I can. (laughs) So, yeah. I love that. What you said about the to-do list that you do that brain dump and you give yourself permission to just kind of like get it out there. Yeah. But then you do take a moment and (laughs) this is what I need to work on. You take that moment and say, okay, Yeah, we've talked about this before. Right. We've talked about, we've had a couple episodes about to-do lists. Yeah. Just editing them and looking back over, I really want to do this, but is it just nagging at me and not necessarily that important? I mean, I'm seriously so conscious of that or try to be so conscious of that. I don't know if you guys have talked about this in your to-do list episodes, the Eisenhower matrix, like important, but not urgent, urgent, but not important. We were just reading this article. Oh, man. Seriously, that's going to be in our next episode. Yes. That is what I'm always striving for is to stay in that box, the one that matters. Yes. The important but not necessarily urgent. If I and I really do ask myself, you know. Is is this where I am going to be happy that I spent my time today? And the power of that box that's not urgent, not important. And that's, or the urgent, not important, those ones that suck you in and are such time sucks and energy sucks. It's so funny that you say that because that is something we definitely need to talk about because it's so easy to be there. Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. And we'll put a picture in the show notes in case you're not familiar with that matrix. Um, And we're also going to be talking about that on a future episode, too. So more of that to come. I even, Bethany, I keep a copy of it next to my desk. (gasps) Yes. I got this from this certain blog about um, procrastination. So it's got your four quadrants. You can't really see it, but there's this guy that's running around all three of the other quadrants. Oh. But he never goes into the important but not urgent one. And the guy titles it the success-tonators matrix because this is what often people who are semi-successful do is that they get a lot done, but they're still procrastinating on the important stuff. This is literally my life. (laughs) So I printed this out and I have it. It's the only thing that I keep like permanently out on my desk because it's that important to me. I love that so much. The name of this blog is called waitbutwhy.com. And it's just, it's a guy who writes about a lot of different stuff, but he has a series of articles about procrastination. And this is just one of the random images from one of the articles. And I was like, oh my God, he's describing my life. (laughs) And the guy's running around, but there's a little red man chasing him. Can you see that? And little red man is like um, the fear of like a deadline or urgency. That's the only thing that makes the guy move. Ooh, oh, that's so (laughs) awesome. So I keep that printed out to remind me, what the hell are you doing right now? (laughs) Are you being this person or are you being intentional? That's huge. I love that. Now that we've heard about how you kind of process your lists, I would love to hear what your typical morning looks like. So what do you wake up and do? Do you have a routine or is it just kind of kids. <laughs> yeah. So my schedule with my kids, I, I have them some weekday mornings and some I don't. So when I do have them, we do have a pretty straightforward schedule. 
again, I'm always trying to keep things simple. I would love to be more of a Pinterest type of mom who like cooked them breakfast and did all these things. But, you know, honestly, it's if we laid out your stuff in advance the night before and trying to like keep them on their little habits and tasks and to do's my children One of them is better at being organized than the other one, but they both have really short attention spans. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, I I gave you three things. What were those three things and are you on task? And so I'm just forever like just trying to break things down into small and manageable chunks. Um, And I hope that as they're growing older that they'll just (laughs) somehow grab on to some of these principles. They will. It's the process is what I keep telling myself. Like it's not going to happen overnight. (laughs) Right. No. Like when you describe that for your kiddos, I'm like, oh, that's so lovely that you do that. I don't know that do kids appreciate that, but I just think it's so lovely. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely believe in the power of a checklist and, you know, really coming up with a routine. And the reason the routine is that we shouldn't have to think so much, especially in the morning. So when you're asking about like morning routines, like there should not really be anything new, like introduced to your day until like 10 in the morning. (laughs) Like everything to that point should be pretty much like rote habit in my mind, in my mind. Now that you asked me that though, some mornings I have other flexible time and I am a little more on the fly when I'm by myself, which is such a luxury, but really I am definitely a morning person and I think best in the morning. And so that really is my best time to like get on the computer and start writing or start knocking out some work, even though I'm telling myself the whole time you're supposed to go to the gym already. So I really fight with the idea that people say you should go to the gym first thing in the morning, because I'm like, why would I use my best brain time doing something that takes zero brain power? That's interesting. That's true. Well, knowing your own energy levels, right? Absolutely. Knowing that you can get up and go in the afternoon still to the gym. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I like to, I like to go to a class rather than just showing up to the gym because once I'm in a class, like the door's locked, you got to stay for the whole hour. Wait, they lock the door? Well, you know what I mean. You you can't just leave. First of all, I'm going to start imagining the door is locked because sometimes I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just going to leave. But I like that idea in the morning. It's like you're giving your, again, you're giving yourself permission. When are you most charged? And that idea of you don't have to go to the gym right now. (laughs) Jen, can you tell our listeners more about how they can find you and connect with you and all of your great work? I just find your message to be so positive and I'm so excited for them to learn with you and from you. Sure. Thank you so much. So Pro Organizer Studio, everything with the business of being an organizer, we have a YouTube channel, we have Instagram, we have a blog, which of course you can find on Pinterest. That website is proorganizerstudio.com. So all of that is there. There's a lot of free resources. And then of course, if you want to learn like really in depth about my business model and want to take that further, uh, I have a course that is open a few times a year and you can find out more about that at inspiredorganizer.com. You can also find me at jenobermeyer.com. It's a brand new blog and website, which is the evolution of my organizing business. And so now I'm able to share tips and tricks and little time management things there. And I can't recommend Jen enough as her student. As you can tell, her positive message just radiates through all the work that she does. She will be your biggest cheerleader. So if you are a professional organizer and looking just to grow your business, or if you're interested in the career, I would definitely go check out her site because that's the place to start. 
Thank you so much for saying that, Autumn. And I'll definitely be checking out your blog because it's funny, we're recording this and yet like I'm taking notes. I'm like, yeah, right. No, for myself too. So thank you so much for all your amazing ideas and tips. We have just so loved talking to you. Thank you so much, Bethany. And you're welcome. And I appreciate being on because it's a lot of fun for me to come onto your platform. You guys have created an amazing podcast. You guys are so funny. So this has been really an honor and a joy. Thank you so much. We will be sure to include a link to the articles that Jen is mentioning, including that awesome graphic that we got to see over Skype, but we want to make sure you get to see too. You can find those on our show notes page, a to bpodcast.com slash 47. You can also connect with us on social media at a to bpodcast, or you can email us hello at a to bpodcast.com. And please, if you haven't already, help us get the word out about a to bpodcast and share this episode with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. We can't thank you enough for all your support. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. I know it's kind of like a hashtag boss babe, you know, thing now. Wait, what is that? I don't know that hashtag. You know, you see like a lot of like stuff on Instagram that's like boss babe. Autumn, are you going to start using that hashtag? Oh, I already do. You do? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's on it. (laughs) 